1: Welcome to the Fantrax Toolshed, a podcast covering all aspects of fantasy baseball to help you win all of your fantasy leagues. From dynasty to prospects to redraft, we got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Cross and Chris Clay. All right, fantasy baseball fanatics
0: around the world, welcome to the Toolshed. This is episode 127 of the Fantrax Toolshed with and Cross, powered by Fantrax and FantraxHQ.com. I'm your host, Eric Cross. Still no Clegg today. He will be back from his little retreat vacation on uh, Monday's episode. But I have two fantastic guests with me today. First, he is the lead prospect analyst and assistant baseball editor for Rotowire, one of the most well-respected fantasy players and rankers and analysts in the industry. Mr. James Anderson. James, how are you, sir?
1: I'm great. Uh, really appreciate you having me on. Uh, excited to do this with you guys.
0: Yeah, to be to be a fun little exercise here and to round out our trio today. He, is, you can find him everywhere over on the F- Fantasy Pros podcast. He's on in this league prospect one a bunch of podcasts, and he's the only man that can take a selfie with J Rod and be the mm. cooler of the two in the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chris Wells, Chris, how's it going, man?
2: That is quite a compliment. I don't think I heard that. <laughs> I heard that one before, but that is actually my favorite. Actually, of all the, I've created this new thing. I really love of taking selfies with these guys. My favorite is the J Rod of all of them. Yeah, so that's thank great. you. That that's that might one. actually be one of the best compliments, one of the greatest compliments. You know what? I'm going to put this in. I'm going to let people decide of the top two. One of my favorite compliments of all time was last year. I was at uh, Instructs sometimes last year at Instructs over in Texas. And uh, people know my relationship with George Valera. Just over time, I've spent time with him since Turkey ball. And I hadn't seen George in quite a long time, uh, COVID and everything. So, I mean, we're probably talking a year and a half. And George comes out of the bus and this is like, you know, backfield, backfields. It's hot. It's you know, the end of summer and stuff like that. He immediately sees me and he goes, yo, what's up? And I go, what's up, man? How you doing? He's like, you lost weight that was the first thing he said. And I was like, wow, you remember me to that point that I was this fat blob before, and that I've apparently lost weight in your eyes. And I took that as a huge compliment for you to actually remember me. So George Valera calling me less fat and you saying me being the cooler <laughs> J rod top two favorite baseball uh, moments in my life now. So thank you, Eric.
0: There you go. That that's a, that's a great duo right there. I will be happy to take, you know, the silver medal there. Cause Obviously, George Valera won the top prospect. That that's great. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I've heard you tell that story before. I
2: only told it like once. the The only other one that could compete with it, and you could argue, was when I interviewed Tristan Casas in the Arizona Fall League, and I had him watch the video. I had him uh, of I took a video of him hitting a homer, and I had him watch it. and He goes, "Oh, your is it the Welsh?" and I was like, oh, <laughs> "You guys are talking about me. That may, that actually might be number one now that I'm thinking about it. That they were talking about me, though. He did say my name wrong, so you know, for every positive, there's a negative."
0: Of course. Yeah, that's great, though. I love Tristan Casas. Obviously, being a Red Sox fan, hopefully he turns into a stud, but we will not be talking hitting prospects today. It'll just be pitching prospects. We are going to do a pitching prospect mock draft here. Uh, Welsh will have the first pick, James' second pick, me third pick. We'll snake it and then just get as many picks in as we can in about an hour, give some quick reasoning behind each pick. So let's just get right into it so we can get as many picks as possible in. So, Mr. Welsh, who are you taking number one?
2: Well, you know, I don't – what's funny about this is I don't think it's as easy as it used to be. Uh, I think, you know, over the last couple years, maybe even into last year, like I really think you could look at it and you could go, okay, there's like, you know, one, maybe two guys. Uh, There's a battle I'm having here with this top pick, and the battle is going with my guy, Grayson Rodriguez, who I have as number one. Obviously, the injury is a little bit worried. And there's a guy that will not make it back to me that I'm really curious to take. There's a couple others there. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to make it easy on myself. And I'm going to go with uh, Grayson Rodriguez, 22-year-old, who obviously is going to miss some of this time. Uh, been one of the more predominant strikeout pitchers over the last couple of years. Almost a 13K per nine this year. A beautiful walk range, which I want right around those twos, up to ground ball rate. And uh, had a two ERA before the injury this past year. I was trying to look, and I didn't quite see it because when you add... Um, rookie season ball in it kind of complicates some of the list, but when you're looking at like overall ranks of like K percentage, a beautiful 30 plus K minus walk percentage, which I'm always looking for uh, and almost 40% K percentage, which centered down just a tiny bit in this year. But you know what? There's two other great ways, and I think you guys are going to be incredibly happy. We are going to encompass the top three pretty easy here. And if you're thinking about over the next five years, there's a part of me that wants to go with maybe the younger arms, but I'll go with a guy that's right there that is elite. Baltimore is doing an incredible job with their preparation. You've got two to three plus pitches, a great mix. Gotta love Grayson Rodriguez. Cross my fingers that I don't get the Tommy John uh, issue going on, oh, but I will take Grayson number one.
0: That, that'd that be terrible. Let's ho- Let's hope that doesn't
2: happen. Pray to God.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think that's that's exactly what I wanted Chris to do there. Um, oh, I I, set, oh, you
2: set me up, did you? <laughs> <Damn it.
1: laughs> well, my if you'd taken this guy, I would have probably had to reach, or my guy might have been considered to reach it too. But uh, Shane Boz will be my pick at oh, at okay. two. Um, he's got just a, an awesome mix of pitches. Obviously wasn't uh, very sharp in that uh, debut. Um, but I think he'll get on track. And you know, fastball was down like one mile an hour uh, compared to last year. But like when he's at his best uh, he's just really untouchable. And I, I love that all of his off-speed pitches are thrown like mid-80s. Um, so it just makes her really uncomfortable. At bat for the hitters. So, uh, Shane Boz is my top guy and I'm glad to get him in too.
0: Yeah, n- no surprises there with the first two. I love Boz. Everything he said he was going to do when I interviewed him back uh, early in the pandemic in 2020, yeah, he did. So, I am 100% buying uh, the improvements last year that we saw from him and love G, G- Rod's the best guy I've, I've ever seen live. So, uh, great first two picks there. I will go with a guy that I've just been Enamored with for the last couple of years here. He's my number three pitching prospect and closing in on these two quickly. Uh, dealing with a little bit of an injury right now, but Daniel Espino is my pick here at number three. Uh, 18 in the third innings this year, 35 strikeouts, only four walks. He's always had the elite strikeout numbers, and he, like every year, every level, he seems to be you know making those incremental improvements. Obviously, Cleveland is a pitching factory. He's got the four pitch mix with, you know, at least three above average to plus offerings. Maybe you can even consider the fourth one. The changeup's coming along as well. Both breaking balls are very sharp. He's got the electric velocity. Improving his, his command and control as well. Uh, kind of sucks he's dealing with a little bit of a I think it was a lat issue if I recall. I'd have to look that up. But said 35 Ks and 18 in the third innings at Double A. Hopefully he's back uh, in the near future here. He continue his dominant streak because I think he's the new number one pitching prospect once boz graduates which should be pretty soon here and then g rod probably gets pushed off to early next year but after i love that one that was the guy by the way that was the one
2: that i really would give consideration like i think he's one of those guys that um you know, if you are talking about like, because the perspective we're taking on this is like, you know, hey, we're starting up a draft right now. These are the investment pitchers we're having in a restart draft. And there's different approaches you could take. Um, In some dynasties, you know, you want your win now. Sometimes you just want the best overall, but that's a guessing game with young pitchers and investments in young pitchers, I think has become more risky and risky as time goes on that uh, James and I've talked about it like at length where it's like, you know hey at the end of the day you can go with this like 19 year old guy with all this great potential or you could go with this hot arm 22 23 year old who's showing really really great underlining stats and Mm -hmm. maybe you're not going to get the crazy upside but at the same point you're and maybe you will maybe you will at that point but maybe they don't have like the pedigree Um, there's you know some names I can think of I just don't want to give away for the draft that Mm -hmm. it's moving towards that but Espino is one of those that I think it's right in that middle line. I'm actually hoping to see I'm guessing he's going to rehab out here in the complex league. I'd love to see him again, but yeah, uh, that was a guy I gave a really big consideration to with the first pick, Eric. Yeah. I, I love Espino. I, I always have. So, so it snakes back to you. I think, I think you get the first pick in the second round, right?
0: Yeah. And this is a tough one. Uh, I got I'm going to stick with my rankings here, but it's going to be hard to pass up Yuri Perez, but I will go with George Kirby. Who's my number four mm. pitching prospect, you know, debuted so far looking pretty solid. You uh, Seven starts with Seattle, 365 ERA, almost a strikeout per inning. Walk rate's only 2.6%. Obviously, always been a plus or better command and control guy. Got the big four pitch mix as well. So, I, you know, only a 22.7% K rate right now, which is right around league average. But I expect that to tick up. Maybe he's not a 30 plus percent K rate guy, but, you know, 25 to 28%. I could see him settling into that range with a very low walk rate, sub four or 5%. So, Probably always be one of the top K-walk rate guys. I uh, love that super high floor, obviously. Like, his floor is number three, and I think he could be a, a solid number one as well uh, if, if the strikeout stuff ticks up here, which I think it can with the with the stuff that he has. So I will take Kirby here. Sucks to pass in Yuri Perez. Obviously, he's the, the hot name, but I love the high floor of Kirby, plus he's already up. So I'll go Kirby here at four, and that goes back to James at five.
1: <laughs> I'm actually not going to take the guy that I had ranked uh first i'm gonna see if he comes back to me but i i will take uh uri perez here um, just to just kind of see if see what welsh does uh at his turn Um,
2: you think you know me but you you don't know what's coming (laughs) uh
1: yeah i i think i mean everyone knows about uri i don't really need to say too much just hope that he stays healthy uh i i think it's it's interesting that um Like, I I got asked by at least one person uh, about a month ago if we might see Uri Perez or Michael Harris in the majors this year, and I said unlikely for either, and then Harris got the call. So, like, crazier things have happened than Perez debuting this year, but just really hope he can stay healthy and spend most of next year in the the big league rotation.
2: I also think, like, with one of those – it's an interesting question, and I I know where like – That question sparks and where you could ask it. The only thing with Yuri is like they they've got they've got arms. They got arms in that organization. And with with those arms specifically, you gotta baby. I mean, you gotta really let them get those adjustments. Like he's had good numbers this year, but he's had some bumps at double A. He's super, super young. Like I would have probably said if you know gun to my head, which one I would have absolutely said, Michael Harris to make up to the majors. And we really can't hold anything back, but I would be shocked if Yuri was called up to the majors at this, at this point this year, honestly, he feels like one of those guys where you manipulate your super twos and maybe you bring him up like by June next year, even though he's probably deserved to come up early. He hasn't dominated, dominated his level, but he has held up fantastic for his age and stuff mm. like that. But like you said, what do we know what do we know well, i would have never guessed that michael harris you know would have already come up at this point and hit two homers but i'm very upset that you made that pick i would have liked it i'm very curious where you think i'm gonna go now because you who you i have a feeling i think i know who you think is gonna slide and i'm gonna take him but then i'm gonna be disappointed when you're like gotcha gotcha welsh <laughs> um can i can i go i, I kind of took that over did you have any more yuri uh thoughts cross or James? no no go ahead All right. So one is, I think going to be pretty obvious because I have a snake pick here. I'm going to take Max Meyer. Uh, That's my guy. I really, really love him. Uh, Even though the injury and, you know, they've got some injury stuff that's going on here. I guess I should be aware of, but Meyer's one of those guys that I thought could even maybe borderline being one of the top two overall pitching prospects. Uh, He did get a, like he had a couple starts at, got against him on the back half of this year. He started off fantastic. Uh, His first two or his first three starts, he only gave up two earned runs in that time. He went on a stretch of striking out six or more in five straight. The last two in May, pretty much May kind of clocked over. And his last two starts were atrocious where he gave up 14 or unearned runs. But uh, I've cited this a whole lot. I talked to Nolan Gorman and I asked Nolan Gorman, who's the nastiest pitcher you face? And he instantly said, Max Meyer. Like he instantly went to him. Control, double pitches, which I absolutely love. Fastball, slider, he's got workable, everything else. Good command. I love Max Meyer. And I think he is going to absolutely dominate. So that's an easy pick for me. The second pick, which I've actually been honed in on as I was kind of working through where I thought this draft was going to go. There are two guys that I'm looking at this one, I think, might surprise James. And I wonder if this is where he was going to go with my next pick. I'm going to take Gavin Williams with the oh, Guardians.
0: I hate you so much. I thought yeah. I could get him back at my next pick. I hate you so I think, much
2: for now. I think you would assume, um, not to talk about a guy that hasn't been drafted, and by the look on James' face is I didn't get him, so now I'm upset. But uh, you would assume that I would go with Jack Leiter. And I do love Jack Leiter. So I don't mean to talk about someone that hasn't been drafted, but I'm going to go with um, the big, big stuff on Gavin Williams right now. Let me pull up his numbers for you on the season uh, because this is also a guy I think that is closer to the majors. He's pushing 23 years old. He's a one ERA, 72 strikeouts in 50 innings. I've seen him pitch once in complex, big body guy, Power fastball, kind of reestablishing his slider. Uh chained up is in, I mean curveball changeup are both in the plus area. I didn't see the changeup really awesome in um in instructs when I saw him start, but that looks like that has completely changed in a great pitching organization. So I'm very happy with the start of uh Grayson Rodriguez, Max Meyer, and Gavin Williams. So that's gonna be my first three.
1: All right. Uh, I'm gonna take another guy who's in the big leagues. Hold on. Did I get
2: you though? Did I get you at all? Uh, Did you think that was where I was going to go? Dang it.
1: Well, I didn't (laughs) know where you were going to go. I just didn't think you were going to go where I was going to go.
2: I can never get James. I can never get James. He's too prepared, but I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I'm going to take Rowan C. Contreras with the pirates. Um, He's been really uh, outstanding and i I'm going to gravitate towards proximity wherever I can in this draft and just getting two guys who are pitching in the big league rotation. If we're doing a startup draft, that's exactly where I'm going to go. So um, maybe doesn't have as deep of a repertoire as some of the guys at double a, but uh, the sliders devastating, the fastballs, you know, averaging 97 miles an hour. Um, I yeah, you know, it's a good, good ballpark. I think they're going to be an improved team in the coming years. So like the division too. So um lot to like that, I think with, with Contreras.
2: Yeah. I like that pick.
0: Yeah, me too. And and he's on Pittsburgh. So he's underrated because everybody on Pittsburgh is underrated. All the good guys. So <laughs> love, love Contreras as well. Uh, since I have to pivot from Gavin Williams, I'll go. Uh, I almost don't want to do this, but I'll, I'll go Kyle Harrison from the San Francisco Giants probably, he might be the number one left-handed pitching prospect in baseball right now. It's either him or Lodolo, and then it's kind of like a massive. Yeah, DL Hall could be in that mix a little bit as well. Maybe, maybe Tiedemann eventually, DJ Hurst. But right now, I think I would say he's the best left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. Him or Lodolo. He's another guy that is slowly getting better. He's at the big strikeout stuff. Yeah, this year like 81 Ks in 42 and a third innings. Also has eighteen walks. The you know, command and control is still a work in progress, but nice plus fastball. He's been slowly adding velocity. Has a ni- nice breaking ball. Changeup coming along as well. So, um, twenty years old. San Fran's been you know a great pitching org recently. Look at all the guys they've kind of all the careers they've resurrected. So I feel good that he's in that San Fran org. So I think he's gonna get to continue to make gains with that command and control as he he's only twenty years old still. So still plenty of time. My next one here, I could go multiple ways. I'll, I'll stick with the lefties here. I'll go Nick Ladolo, I uh, was coming back from an injury soon, but you know the numbers haven't been great in the major leagues as of yet, but you know, he's a, a guy that has shown pretty solid command and control, you know, dating back to his days at TCU, shown big strikeout stuff in the minor leagues. So I think he's going to be a 25-plus percent K-rate guy. The ballpark does kind of – Give me a little pause, but I think he's going to be good enough to overcome that. So instead, I think he'll be, you know, maybe even push 30% percent k I think he's got the stuff for that. Pretty high floor as well. Proximity to so that always helps. So I'll go uh, Kyle Harrison and Nick Lodolo. I think those are picks 9 and 10. And back to James.
1: Yeah, you sniped me on Lodolo. I saw him. I saw
2: James's face when that happened. I was like, ooh, we got him.
1: I... A uh, really interesting thing on him, quickly. Uh, I saw this from Bobby Nightingale of the Enquirer, uh, but apparently, like if you look at the box score for his first rehab start, uh, apparently it was just a, a bogus um, stat line because they they counted another pitcher in there as well. So uh, oh, really? don't don't <laughs> panic like crazy just because Lodola's Stats and that first rehead start looked terrible. It um, was there. two and
2: it was actually here. It was the night I was out, uh, but I was out seeing the Dodgers. I was really pissed that I did. I didn't know that he had already pitched. It was in um, in Goodyear. It was two and one thirds, and five earned runs were given up. And that's a great point you bring up because the stat keeping sometimes can be really wild and weird out here. So I hadn't even heard that they had counted another pitcher stats, but he only went two and one thirds because I think uh, the pitch count got a little ahead of where they wanted him to be, so he was taken out, and then obviously they. Counted somebody else instead of it being just, you know, run. It was earned runs to him, which it probably shouldn't have been. Or they just gave full on stats. That's weird.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super high on uh, Lodolo. Like I think he's a great buy low right now. um, Agreed. Until he comes off the aisle. Uh, But I will pivot to uh, Tosh Bradley. Oh, snipe. (laughs) He's, I mean, you really, it's, it's really remarkable uh, just how consistently dominant Bradley's been over the past two seasons, when it comes to just preventing runs, preventing base runners. Um, like he goes, he goes months at a time without giving up like four runs and a start and stuff like that. Just really, really incredible consistency. Uh, still working on kind of building out that, that repertoire, but, uh, i just you know another guy that i just kind of want to put in bubble wrap and, and get to the big leagues as soon as possible agreed
2: <laughs> so i wasn't going to take him with this pick but like since i have back to back that was going to be one of them so that one uh that was a really good snipe i love love tosh bradley so i'm gonna i know where i'm gonna go and the second one might surprise so i'm gonna take jack lighter here um i'm very happy that he's coming back to me i'm quite a fan of uh of Jack Lighter this season, I think it's been fine. 11k per nine. He's been a little bit walk heavy. The ERA is obviously not there as he adjusts, but I got to see him go up against uh, Vinny Pasquantino and Bobby Witt, which was a really interesting outing. He dominated Pasquantino, he did not dominate Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt had his number in the game. Um, and, and I tweeted about it. You know, he was, I think he hit 98, 99, uh, 97, somewhere in there. He was sitting around 95, 96. He was showing all of his offerings, just three plus pitches. He's famously known. You don't really need to talk about Lighter. He's famously known for where he is with a fastball, but he's got a couple other pitches that were getting swing and misses. Literally in that game, the only person that was touching up on him was Bobby Witt. So this is not... I'm not making a pick, I would say, that is very statistically pushing for this season. I think there's guys that are more warranted, but I think this is kind of a long-term pick. This is already a guy at... Um, isn't he at double? There's uh, already a guy at double A who, you know, in his first career start with their first career run where he wasn't pitching last year. I'm not overly worried about it because this is two to three plus pitches and the fastball is absolutely elite with a really great repeatable delivery. Um, I, this season's stats don't really get me too much. And this is double A pitcher that I think has top overall pitcher uh, ability. So this is a pretty easy one for me. The second one though, I'm going to pass on a few guys that I have higher on my list because I don't know if he will make it back to me. And in this draft, I really want to own him. And I'm going to take uh, Ricky Tideman with the blue Jays. Cause I just wasn't sure if he was going to get back to me. Cause I don't, I have no idea where the hell you guys are going to go. So <laughs> that's kind of the honest <laughs> truth with it. Uh, cause it, we're starting to get into that range where things are becoming a little bit more of a crap shoot. And this is, I think my first sub 20 uh, year old pitcher. And I really love what he's done this year. One, two, seven ERA, 77 strikeouts in 49 innings. He's got a sub one whip, a sub 0.75 whip, uh, actually. Um, a 1.37 walk per nine, which gets me super excited. Also, the ERA, which is uh, like in, if you want to take the advancement, so he started in A-ball, came up to high A. He's a better ERA in high A right now. Short sample sizes. It's a 0.46, but even his XFIP is still in a 2-8 to eight range. He's shown himself to be an elite, elite strikeout pitcher, which gets me super excited about him. I mean, we're talking like top of the world type of um strikeout pitcher the problem is he's got to maintain the walks because it's not you, you know we've seen that before luis medina and he never worked out and it's never really gotten ahead of himself but you know uh, power power fastball change up slider to get your strikeouts he's got to continue his command he can't walk guys but i think this could be the premier strikeout pitcher in all of baseball i love his delivery i actually get like little Shane McClanahan vibe sometimes. I feel like when I watch him so so I really, really like Ricky tight he jumped in a couple months ago into my top 100 and I am prioritizing him in this type of a format based on the pictures I've already taken that I want to take a little bit of a shot going away from my ranks on just a few guys, just only a couple that I have above him that I'm passing. And uh, like I said, I just didn't know with four picks between what you guys would do and if he would to me.
0: Yeah. Get your guys, man. That's that's what you got to do in
1: drafts. I mean, I, I was going to take Ricky next, so um, I don't know. Got him! Derek once! <laughs> I got him <laughs> once! Yeah, so that, I mean, I honestly was kind of almost surprised he was still there, just given how okay. dominant he's been. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's he was in my top 10 on my kind of cheat sheet for this project. Um, Isn't it
2: funny? Did you guys, just, can I uh, ask real quick? Because uh, I feel like you might have done the same thing, James. So I took... I sort out my, uh, I have positional ranks as well. So I like my top 500, then they can sort out my team and position. So I was telling Eric before, I took my top 100 pitchers, I copied them over. But then in context of what we were doing, I started to deviate from my ranks and kind of like, you know, knowing you guys and thinking about how I wanted to draft. And I started to alter. And it's funny that you said cheat sheet, because I did kind of the exact same thing. Did you, yeah. did you do some alteration? Did you both do alterations from your own personal lists and like, kind of like how you wanted to approach a draft? Because we should also prove, because I kind of preach it sometimes like lists or not gospel like you shouldn't treat them as gospel you should understand trends of how people are and what you want and i kind of like deviating from my list just a little bit i was curious if you guys both did that yeah
0: a little yeah. a little bit it's just knowing you guys and we, you know, we've done similar projects like this before so i think we all have a good or a rough idea of how each of us likes to go so yeah yeah i i, I have deviated a little bit from mine too
1: i mean i it's over two weeks since my last update so i great point to yeah. re-ranked the top like I re- I ranked like forty pitchers from scratch basically for this so um uh so much just so much changes especially on the pitching side guys are getting hurt guys are just right you know struggling for whatever reason um and then in the case of I'm I'm up right or no
2: yeah you're up no, yeah it's, yes, uh, it's you
1: yeah, I am up okay um yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I was gonna take uh, Gavin Stone uh with the Dodgers um oh. who. I just uh, really kind of he, – he sparked my interest last year by what he was doing at, at high A and uh, has been uh, even better uh, this year. Obviously, already got the bump to double A, had a 13-strikeout game uh, two times ago. Um, the changeup is obviously awesome. That's kind of his money pitch, but mid-90s fastball um, – I like uh, I like the team context. Obviously, there are a lot of arms in that org, but I think he's pitching the best of all those arms, and I think he has fewer uh, relief risk uh, aspects to the profile than a couple of the arms in that system. So, um, very bullish on Snow, and I think he's going to finish the year as a consensus top 10 pitching prospect.
0: Yeah, no, he, he's definitely been killing it this year, and it's really brought up the question, like who is the top pitching prospect in that or cause it was kind of been Bobby Miller for a while. And then, you know, Pepio and knack and some others have been there and now it's
2: like stones right up there. So, Uh, that organization's stupid by the way i mean like what a glut of riches (laughs) where it's like oh yeah by the way remember bobby miller and and landon knack and and then then you're looking down at the bottom and you're like oh yeah gavin stone and maddox brunt i mean it's um it's really unfair how well they if they can they can only fully develop and, and that's the other thing i was about to say if they can only develop the hitters to be elite the problem is is they can take these just wash dudes and they become God, Edwin Rios is a guy yep. and the next Max Muncie, And, and they've got, you know, the vein of like the Michael Bush is out there. And, you know, not to mention obviously Miguel Vargas might be the most exciting of them. Um, the Dodgers are un, unfair from top to bottom. Um, but interesting uh, Gavin Stone pick because you and James, you always love your Dodger pitchers too, because you had, uh, I still got knack in this. You love knack. And uh, it's interesting. I, I don't think I realized Gavin Stone had jumped Knack and both Bobby Miller for you that's a big jump love it
1: yeah I <clears throat> I care so much about like a pitcher's last like seven or eight starts uh, like i I do not like if a guy's not throwing strikes or a guy's just not going deep into starts like I don't have much patience for that I just think um, yeah. the value of pitching prospects is just changing very rapidly and mm-hmm. Gavin Stone's been uh it's not Pretty it's not out. been a bumpy road at all this season Graham.
2: yeah yeah good point
0: yeah absolutely all right so back to me for two we'll take a quick break uh, in the middle of these two picks get the ad in uh first of my two picks i will go i'll go a little hometown guy here i'll go breon bayo who i saw a few times uh, a couple times last year once this year and he just looked really good in all three of those live looks he works so quickly, which I, I love. Like he just gets the ball, gets the side and he's going, uh, three pitch mix fastball sits mid, uh, mid nineties so was topping out around 98. Uh, can, I think he's hit 99 at times as well. Really tight sliders, like a gyro slider, uh, at least above average pitch and then his changeups easily. Plus a lot of depth on that gym, some fade, but more depth on it than fade. And he, it's really hard to score that pitch up and same thing with the slider. He, he sequences very well, uh, pretty solid. He's at, at least average, probably above average command and control guy as well. He's up to a triple a now. And he's up just as good in triple a as he did in double a overall 247 ERA whip is one on the nose, 84 Ks in the 62 innings. So probably see him maybe by the all-star break. I think, you know, Red Sox rotation is a little, uh you know, a little hamstrung right now. So maybe you see him up or maybe it could be Winkowski or, or Seabold, who knows, but, Definitely think we see Bayo at some point this year, and I love his long-term outlook. Take a quick break here. Come back on the other side and keep
1: going. It's been re- really fun, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: All right, welcome back. Uh, so now I'm at pick. Uh, what's this? Pick 15 now. Uh, just to recap the first 14, in case everybody forgot uh welsh took grayson rodriguez at one then james took boz i took espino and kirby james took yuri perez at five six seven welsh took max meyer and gavin williams eight was james with Rowanzi contreras nine ten was me kyle harrison and nick Ladolo. james took taj bradley at 11 12 was jack leiter to welsh 13 ricky tighteman to welsh 14 gavin stone to james and then I just took uh, Bayo at 15 and I'm going to go to Philadelphia for my next mm-hmm. one. Uh, the two. I love both their big arms here, but Andrew painter is slightly ahead for me now, which is r- really hard to say as I've been such a big Mick Abel guy for such a long time, but look at what Painter's been doing this year. And this was absolutely stellar. He's kind of still done a little bit of late, but overall 41 and two thirds innings. 194 ERA, 098 uh, whip, 73 strikeouts in just 41 and two-thirds innings Up the high A now as a 19-year-old. Big six-seven guy, big fastball, the nice downhill plane, he mixes in a trio of secondaries, none of which really stand out, but I think they all could be above average or better in time. And he's shown, you know, the command and control, as with any young guy his age, especially those bigger guys, is still a work in progress, but he's got the strikeout stuff. He's already performing very well. If he can continue to make strides in the command and control department, I think he's going to be a very good arm. So I'll go Andrew Painter here at pick 16 and then back to James.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to take Caleb Killian. Um, Not – I don't think he's had his best stuff uh, for good stretches of this season. I think he really probably peaked um, from a – just a pure stuff standpoint in the AFL last year. And I'm kind of betting on, uh, I mean, he hasn't been that bad. I, I mentioned that to someone the other day and they looked at his numbers and they were like, this isn't him at his best. I, I just, I think it's not. Uh, I think he hasn't been quite as sharp as he was uh, last year for, for long stretches, but I, I do still believe in, like, I think he's definitely a starter to me. Uh, he's basically big league ready. He's actually starting today, I think. Um, and, I mean, there are some guys with maybe more electric stuff on the board, but I'm still gravitating towards proximity for the most part. And I believed believed believe in Killian before the season. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice being in that division. It's nice just having no real roadblocks into the rotation yeah
0: for sure and it's kind of funny it goes to show how much values can change just look at the cubs org with pitching prospects you know go two years ago you know braylon marquez was the guy and killian wasn't even on anyone's radar i don't think you know two three years ago and now marquez is an afterthought and killian's a guy that's a top 100 prospect and you know making his uh second career start today so yeah it's just funny how yeah obviously two years is a pretty big time but it's how values can change so quickly and and Huge swings. Like I don't even think Marquez is the top 500 overall prospect anymore, and you know Killian's top 100. So that's how quickly things can change, especially with pitching prospects.
2: Ooh, all right, this is opening up a little bit. Uh, I did want that. By the way, I want to point out this is where the draft is going to get really interesting. This is where <laughs> things are going to like really alter. I think everybody could probably make some pretty good guesses on where we were. I really feel like it's going to open up. So. I'm going to go with, this is kind of the last of maybe like a really top tier. Well, there still are, but um, either way, I felt like this guy fell. And I guess I'm going to double down on Baltimore Orioles. I'm going to go with DL Hall. Uh, I'm going to take DL Hall, who I'm actually surprised. I guess that he's still here. Uh, 23-year-old, 370 RA this year. Great strikeout numbers as he uh, usually does. I mean, this is the... Um, let's see in 2021, he had a 15 almost 16k per nine. He's maintained about a 14k per nine uh, throughout this whole year. He's got a couple starts at like like one start in high A, one start in double A. Uh, the walks are always the problem that you kind of have to watch with him in triple A so far this year. He's at a five walk per nine, which is not great. Left on base percentage, a little something to be had, but for ERA with an X that's actually closer to three. Uh, again, this is kind of my trend. This is an elite strikeout guy who's got nutty stuff. I mean, can touch a hundred, lots of movement. The organization does fantastic things. Also something as stupidly as you want to consider it. I really love the idea that, you know, Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall that I both have now get to go up to an organization and play with a catcher that they've grown with. And as Grayson yeah. says, you know, Adley is the best, catcher that he's ever seen and this is a guy who knows how to maximize these guys and calls games deal hall's a really interesting path over the last couple years it's some personal stuff that's been out there but at the end of the day this is one of those guys that um there's a little bit con- and it kind of my draft has been a little bit contrary to some of the stuff that james does where you know it's it's like what are you doing for me right now i've got a couple guys that aren't exactly blowing up the what have you done for me right now but I think the stuff is beyond belief. That's like a Jack lighter who isn't exactly blowing it up. And D.L. Hall is not exactly lighting up the boards, but he's an elite strikeout guy with lots of movement and a great org. And I think he's a top 100 prospect. So I'm very happy to get D.L. Hall there. Uh, and you actually mentioned the other guy. I'm going to go with Mick Abel, um, uh, 20 years old you. at this point. Yeah, it's just it's fantastic stuff. 3-5 ERA, 57 uh, strikeouts and in 43 innings this year. And Abel has just got his slow climb. He's improved his ERA a full point over last year. The walks are coming down. He walked 27 in uh, 44 uh, appearances last year. He's only walked 17 in 43 appearances this year at a brand new level. Uh, Can really move through the zone. I actually had a a friend who was able to see painter and Mick Abel, at least through one start. And he said as paint as good as painter was Abel absolutely outshined him and he's, been pretty consistent again this isn't like a one era you know blowing it up in your face type of guy but it is a 12 pick k per nine he's improved his walk rate exponentially this year and uh, I'm a pretty big fan of Mick Abel, even though he's kind of young. So I'm not afraid to pick up, especially if you're thinking of like team context. I picked up a couple really close to the majors guys. So I'm very comfortable picking up a few 19-year-olds. And as we move through the draft, I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, take a couple other shots in the you know, shots in the dark at like some 18-year-olds that have a long way to go here. If you're going to do it, go with big stuff. And yeah. uh, I will take uh, Mick Abel, Dale Hall and Mick Abel. Yeah, Mick Abel,
0: hopefully he doesn't follow this guy's – uh durability history, but I see a lot of like Strasburg and McAble. What do you uh, think about let's that? Let's hope not. Like he's got the, you know, the big kind of, you know, skinnier frame. I think so. I feel a little bit more, but you know, big fastball, the three secondaries that are really good. So I think he's could be like another Strasburg. Yeah. Just hope he uh, stays healthy, but yeah, I, I like both those picks.
2: James on you, buddy.
1: All right. Uh, I will take uh, Cade Cavalli. Um, obviously really struggled uh, for, Basically all of April and most of May, uh, but he's he's come on pretty solid here uh, over his last four outings. I was I was talking with uh, Nate Handy, who who does a great job over at at Pitcher List, and he was watching a, a recent start of Cavalli and said that he just looked like uh, the the good the good version of Cavalli. Uh, I saw he also hit. Ninety-nine in his last start, so I mean, I think that the stuff is there. It's just uh, command and consistency, and then that type of stuff. But I mean, he is at AAA. He has a clear, as clear a path to the big league <laughs> you could possibly have. Um, and I still think that the upside's there. I mean, we're we're probably going to go through some some growing pains with him um, once he gets to the majors, but uh, I don't see them pulling the plug on him as a starter
2: this is i just want to point out like uh i was hoping he would come back to me and i gave a long hard thought about taking him right here as well because that's kind of like what i like to do like that's exactly it it's like the stuff is there can we fix the command and control and if we do it's going to be elite that was kind of like the dl hall and jack lighter thought process so i very much like that cavalli one and i was hoping somehow with the bad performance he might kind of pop back to me in this next run so that's a great pick
0: yeah, no, I saw Cavalli last year when he was in double A. And yeah, I think on just stuff and upset alone, he's top 10 for, for pitching prospects. But that, you know, like those inconsistencies with the command and control do hold him back a little bit. But yeah, if he can fix that, he's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, yeah, and like there's nobody in that rotation that's going to block him. So when they want him up, he's, he's going to be up. Maybe that's later this year. We'll see. Uh, back to me for what are these picks 21 and 22. And, you know, even though he has not looked good, great this year you know he hasn't been terrible It's kind of a meh but i'll, I'll go bobby miller here at mm-hmm. pick 21 You know i saw him out in the uh, afl last year you know obviously big fastball and, and the sliders is best secondary you know this year they said that the numbers haven't been great in 41 and a third in double a as a 23 year old 479 era 119 whip 43ks and 14 uh, walks in those 41 and a third innings but I just I believe in the stuff, just that that great two pitch mix he has with the fastball slider. I believe in the Dodgers. Obviously, they have the, they they work their magic more than often than most organizations do. So, I, I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's a, a solid buy low right now. Uh, like I said, Gavin Stone's definitely in that conversation. For you know, I think it's him him and uh, Miller are the two top guys in that in that org. And but I think Miller is still gonna be very good for a long time. So. Goodbye, low. I'll go Bobby Miller here. And my next pick, I'll go a little bit younger here. A uh, guy that was drafted last year. Some of the best Ross stuff in the minor leagues, and that's Jackson Job of the Detroit Tigers. Down in uh, low eight right now, 19 years old. You know, 391 ERA, 138 whip in 25 and a third, 29 Ks and 13 walks. But, you know, and he's, he was one of the, you know, you know, least polished or experienced arms from that draft class. But like I said, the the, the raw stuff is just so damn good. You know, 6'2, 190, got the big fastball, big slider, you know, changeup looks pretty damn good as well. And he and mixes in a pretty solid curveball. So he's already shown a good feel for you know for spinning a breaking ball, good feel for his changeup. I love seeing, you know, young pitchers like that to have a good feel for their changeup already. And yeah, just it, just have that Exponential gains with the command and control as he gets older. You know, he was a, a top five pick for a reason. You know, Detroit's had some pretty. You know, I guess it, I don't know. Mize and uh, Manning was the, kind of the jury still out on the t- two of them, but you know they did wonders with Harik Schoolball and just with all the raw stuff that Job has. I think if he can just add more polish and the command goes up, I think he's going to be a, a frontline guy. So I will go Job here and back to James.
1: All right. I'm going to take another uh, Tigers pitching prospect and take uh, Reese Olson. Um, Mm. He's just, I mean, his, his stuff is, is really, really good. Uh, I think he's kind of a a late bloomer just in terms of putting it all together, start to start um, throwing strikes locating his pitches, sequencing his pitches, but it seems to just really all be clicking right now. i uh, would not be surprised if he got promoted to triple A here in, in a week or two. Uh just doesn't really seem like there's much left for him to do at double A. And uh really nice job by the the Tigers uh getting him um from Milwaukee. Um I think that was for a reliever and I'm drawing a blank on who that was that was for, but uh they didn't. They didn't give up much to get and from from the Brewers. So um, I I think he's trending towards being a top 100 guy for me on the the next update.
2: Mm, actually, just a little preview. I suppose I'm talking with Eddie Almaguer, Uh and he comes up in the episode this coming week on Prospect One. It's uh, that is a very good pick. I got to tell you, this range is very difficult because I think it's mixed with. You've got major league guys, you've got some young potential underperformers, and then you know, maybe even on my own list, I'm kind of battling a little bit of really wanting to go a little haywire here. Um, I am going okay, I'm gonna do, (laughs) I'm also trying to figure out like what can I sneak by, what can I get by (laughs) with either of you guys. Uh, Eric, you did kind of empty my list. I thought I was gonna be able to get one of Job or Bobby Miller, uh, and that did not happen and which way I want to go. All right. I'm going to go with one. This is going to be a boring one, but if we're talking about major league performance, I have just been on his bandwagon for quite some time. I'm going to take Matthew Libertor. Uh, Matthew Libertor is up in the majors. We saw Lodolo go. You're seeing some of the inconsistencies that have gone on with him. He's had a couple games that have gotten away with him, but you know, in his last, uh, in his last start went five, struck out five, it's solid offerings kind of across the board. I really like his breaking ball and um, I'm just a libertor guy. I think he's underrated. So I'm going to go with libs. This next one is the tough one because I have a guy that I just don't know if he's going to get by. Um, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to go haywire here a little bit uh, because I think I can sneak a guy by. I am going to go with Ken Waldechuk. Uh, with the New York Yankees, one of the bigger lefties, uh, in same numbers this year, one four four ERA, seventy eight strikeouts, a sub one whiff Looks like he's a guy that could be in the rotation right now. He's improved his ERA every single season since two thousand nineteen, which you love to see. Currently uh, pitching to batters at his lowest batting average. He's gone to Double A and hot and Double um, A AA and Triple A, both keeping batters under one sixty, maintaining a sub one WHIP at both stops strikeout numbers have been great doesn't walk anybody like crazy and in the like pantheon of uh, minor league guys at least qualified at 30 innings or more uh what i really like is he's got a 30 i'm always looking for that 30 plus k minus walk percentage of pitchers in the minor leagues who have 30 innings or more there's only uh 23 pitchers who maintain a k minus walk percentage of 30 or higher the lowest actually is yuri perez Waldachuck has a 39.4 K percentage and an under 10 walk percentage, which is just, you know, those are great numbers to see 14 K per nine, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a little bit off my board, but I kind of wanted to make sure I secured him. So I will go with uh, Kenny Waldachuk Does Is it back to on me? James? Yeah, it's on yep, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, geez. Um...
2: It's a lot of guys that I value in this same general range. So I do find it difficult to like, Hone down one. I don't know if you guys see your clear cuts. I don't see my clear cuts.
1: So I'm going to take, um, uh, I hate doing this. I, I'm going to take Josh Winder. Uh, uh, I Almost. I, he's just, he's either really good or he's not at a hundred percent and bad. And uh, that's kind of been the story of his last two seasons. And I guess I'm just hoping that he can kind of get over the, the injuries, the shoulder issues, and just become a starter. But, like, I, you can tell by the way I'm talking, I'm not, like, super confident in that. But, I mean, I think he, he's proven that he's a, a mid-rotation big league starter when he's at full health. And I'm just kind of hoping that he can get back to that.
2: I think it's a great pick. I almost took him, so I think that was a really good pick. He was on he was on that short list. It was actually Winder and Laboratory. I was just kind of going back and forth about, um, but I like that one. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, good pick. He definitely looked really good so far with Minnesota. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that I've, I've been high on for a while, and I, I'm finally put him in my top 100 recently. And I actually think I like him a little bit more than Kate Cavalli, uh, and that's Cole Henry from the Nationals. Issue with Henry has been durability. He's had some, even dating back to his days at LSU, uh, he had a stress fracture, he had an elbow issue. Um, I think there was one other one, and this he's already missed some time here and there uh, with random injuries over the last couple of years. So this year he's been limited to just thirty-one and two-thirds innings. But he's up in Triple A now. I almost I was supposed to see him live a few weeks back. He was scheduled to go. It was actually supposed to be uh, a Tuesday uh, Bayo start, and then I was supposed to see Henry. On Wednesday, he never even pitched in that series. Still, don't know why. But uh, anyway, yeah, this year looking pretty good in his limited time. One point seven one ERA, zero point seven nine WHIP, thirty four strikeouts to eleven walks in thirty one and two thirds innings. It's a three pitch mix. All are above average to plus fastball, uh, curveball, and change up. Above average command and control as well. Just needs to stay healthy and you know get get the innings up, get the arm strength up. That's the the big thing with him, but. I think, you know, Cavalli, you can easily say has the higher upside. And, you know, I think Henry's is to be really good, you know, kind of mid rotation arm for a long time. So I'll take Cavalli here. My next one, I have this cluster here. Uh, I guess I'll go with, uh, yeah, I'll go Quinn Priester from the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, it's 21 years old uh, in high A right now, but maybe I'm hoping he gets up to double A when, um Altoona comes here to uh, Portland, Maine later on. I think later on in June, maybe early July. So I'm hoping he gets the bump up so I can see a start of his. You know, he's 6'3", really strong frame. You know, big fastball, curveball combination. Also mixes in a slider and a changeup as well. The, the K numbers haven't been great. You know, they haven't been really as high as you would expect from someone with his stuff. But, you know, and this year he's been really limited. Only five and two-thirds innings this year dealing with an injury. But... Uh, I think he's a good buy low right now because I think you look at the stats and maybe people think that maybe he's not quite as good as as advertised, but the stuff's there. You know, Chris Clegg saw him, was that last year? Yeah, I think it was end of last year. Clegg saw him and, and he said good things about him uh, on Toolshed Podcast. So uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm buying Quint Priester, a good buy low in Dynasty, and I think he's gonna be yeah, high end number three, low end number two, kind of in that range uh, long term. And again, he's a Pittsburgh, and they, these guys always seem to get you know, not as much love as they should. So I'll go Quinn Priester here at pick. I don't even know what 27, 28, mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, all right. Back to James.
1: All right. I'm going to take another Pirates arm and go with Mike Burrows, who was uh, just promoted to triple a last night. I believe um, he's just been outstanding. Uh, past couple seasons, um, you know, obviously building up to, you know, hundred innings, I think would be a pretty good accomplishment this season for him, but, uh, he's, he's knocking on the door. Uh, that's another rotation that's pretty easy to get into. Uh, I mean, they started Bryce Wilson again, um, <laughs> for, for goodness sakes. So, um, Burroughs, Burroughs is uh, pretty underrated, I think. Um, I think he's he's a guy that you actually might even be able to pick up in, in some diocese.
0: Yeah, he, he's one that I fully admit after like doing my rankings, and I'm like, I have ranked Burroughs too low. Yeah, he's definitely been very impressive. And, yeah, Pittsburgh, not that hard. Like you said, Bryce Wilson was – how many – I think he made, what, seven, eight starts for them this year, which is seven or eight too many. So, yeah, it would be fun to see Burroughs up pretty soon.
2: All right, friends, um, this list is, like I said, it's very big and there's so many different directions you can go. Uh, this is a guy who was, I, I kind of feel like maybe keep going. It might not even be drafted because if, if we are, are also looking at performance this year, it's not the greatest, but uh, I'm going to go with Blake Walston. I'm going to homer out a little bit with the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is something um, – I find really interesting about Blake Walson. I, I would also point out, you know, big fastball, um, you know, that he can push in there like mid 90. I say big as in not, he's like not a high nineties guy, but just, you know, a good setup because he's got this like really, really good tight curve ball that he pops in there. Um, slider change up for four pitch guy. I think he can get to three of them pretty easy. His results have been kind of wonky, but check this out. He's given up 29 earned runs, This year, which I think accumulates to 11 starts. 20 of those runs came from the month of May in four starts. 20 of those 29 runs came from this really bad stretch he had in May. Um, He had uh, uh, absolutely blown up. ERA just disappeared. Oh, yeah. 12 ERA in the month of May in April through four starts. He had a 255 ERA. Striking out 27 over 17. You like to see that only seven walks now in June through three starts. He's kind of added again, though the strikeouts have come back down a little bit. So I think you, what you're seeing is you're seeing a guy on the fly readjusting from a really bad month. He's stop, He's trying to stop strikeout guys so bad. And he's got a 2.2. 1-2 ERA this month. He's only given up 14 uh, total earned runs. It's a little bit more walk-heavy, but the stuff is just big. I love the curveball. Uh, the results aren't quite there, but I'd like to get Walston. And then uh, I'm battling between a few other guys. I'm going to go with this one, even though I think he's a little bit older for the level. Give me Bryce Miller. With the uh the Seattle Mariners, I really really like Bla- Bryce Miller's stuff. He's gone A ball and High A both with sub two ERAs. He only had one start in A uh, by the way in the Cal League, but it's essentially all been in High A. A 1-8-3 ERA, seventy one strikeouts over fifty innings, sub one WHIP. It's big stuff. He's a really, really smart guy, lots of movement. Um, I think you've heard Jeff Ponce talk about him back in his days with AM. And this is just a school of really great pitchers. And I realize I took him over Emerson Hancock. And you know, Hancock is solid and he's coming back into his own with a lot of injury issues. I think this is one of those few guys that I probably give the pass to that he is older for the level because I think he's gonna, I think by July he's going to be a double a and you might be looking at a guy that can potentially push rotation for next year. This is a, this is a three level guy year for sure. And I think he starts at least at high A ne- or at double a next year, if not triple a. So I'm going to take uh, Bryce Miller with Walston.
0: Nice. Yeah. He's been, he's been really electric this year. He's, he's always been electric. So not, not surprised to see him do well this year. Good pick there.
1: All right. I'm going to grab uh, Gordon Grisefo with mm. the Cardinals. Um, Hasn't struck out quite as many guys um, in in Double A as he as he was at at High A, but uh, his command is is really really good, and uh, I just think he's he's just such a starting pitcher. Like there's just zero questions about whether he's a starter, reliever, long term for me, and that's uh, one of my favorite orgs to get a pitching prospect in, um, just for a variety of Factors, but like you know, good good defense, good park, good division. Uh, they don't have a ton of really good established big league starters, so um, probably not this year for Grisafeo. But I, I think he's going to spend most of next year in the big league rotation. it could be mid rotation, but uh, maybe maybe in a little bit better than that.
0: Yeah, a great pick. He's been dominant this year. Big riser, that's for sure. All right, uh, these will probably be my last two picks. And then we'll finish it up with one more from James and Welsh. So that'll be up to, what, pick 36, I believe. So p- these are picks 33 and 34. I think I actually will take Hancock. Obviously, you know, some of the shine has worn off from when he was drafted. Now, really, it was like the big three, that draft of him, Max Meyer, and Asa Lacy. Meyer's done, you know, for the most part, very well. Obviously, he went sixth or fifth, whatever, here. In this draft, Lacey is... Completely kind of fallen off. And Hancock's kind of had some up and down, but as Welsh alluded to, you know, a little bit better this season. Uh, so far, in, he's, he's still in double A. I'm trying to pull up his stats here. There we go. Uh, five starts, 17 innings, still building up the arm. He has, has injuries last year. 17 innings, five walks, 18 Ks, 265 ERA, and a one whip. Now he's got the plus fastball velocity, but the command of the fastball has really. Kind of wane since his uh, peak days at Georgia. A really good change up, Two solid breaking balls as well. So I'm, I'm still a Hancock guy. I think he's a good buy low in Dynasty right now. I do think he's better than what he's shown uh, so far. And said he's looking a bit better this year uh, than he did last year. So I'll go Hancock. And then I'll go uh, a little younger here. Actually, I guess he's not too much younger. Uh, he actually is. How old is he? Uh, 21 and a half years old he's a little bit older than i thought he was but i'll go uh, dj hers lefty uh, from the chicago cubs who's a guy that just absolutely strikes out everything that moves in 43 innings this year at high a 209 era 107 whip 65ks in 43 innings you know he's got a uh, really good fastball mid-90s good change up you know solid improving breaking ball as well Big thing with him though is you know the walks have always been a bit high this year. You get 24 walks in 43 innings. That'll have to you know come down obviously. But I think he's a guy that has multiple paths to success at the major league level. I think he could be a really high strikeout number three type of guy in the rotation if he improves the control, or maybe he can be a, a lockdown back end bullpen arm with that two pitch, uh, two pitch mix. So we'll see. But I like the upside. Still, still kind of young. Um, so I will round out my picks here with DJ hers back to James for his last pick.
1: Oh man. Um, I'm deciding between two just super boring guys. Um, <laughs> maybe I should just take like a, I haven't taken a single.
2: Yeah. Get wild. Uh, get crazy. Low
1: level upside guy. really. Um, take, just
2: take Roy Burr and just get it over with.
1: No, nah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, okay. Can I, uh, oh, I wanted so, to guess.
2: I wanted to guess who you're gonna. Can I guess?
1: Um, no, I, I haven't. Never, I don't think decided. I'll ever guess. I haven't even decided where I'm gonna go. Um, but I, uh man, pitching prospects. There's a lot of them I'd like to take here. Uh,
2: there's a lot. I I do want to point out. Had I been paying attention to the clock, I might have actually done something a little bit different than when I did with my last picks. Knowing if I only had one, I probably with my last two would have taken some bigger shots. Like I like Walston a lot and everything, but I would have taken some bigger shots. Cause we're leaving some, we're leaving some guys on the board here.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take uh, Tink hence. Um,
2: Ooh, I like I, it.
1: I, if assuming this was like a startup dynasty league, I would fully expect to trade Tink hence before he got to the big leagues. But um, like on his, on his current trajectory, I could see him just being a, extremely trendy guy and in, in like a year uh, from now and um, he's looked really really good uh, so far this season uh, there were some boring guys like uh, JP Sears and Kyle Muller I was eyeing up um, that Definitely I boring. might technically want over hence if I were contending in a dynasty league but um, just to just to make it more fun I'll take tinken.
2: So if I'm the last pick, I got to tell you, I'm actually going to go with a boring guy because I just, I wanted to secure him, but I got to tell you, like Andrew Abbott was going to be one of my picks. Uh, Maddox Bruns, I was looking at Wilmer Flores was another guy that I really, really interested in. Uh, Even some lack of performance guys out there like chase petty. uh, I mean, Peyton Battenfield is doing it. All those guys are on the board. Um, I'm going to go with Cody Morris though, who hasn't pitched this year. And this will make the prospect one uh, group me rooms happy with Cody Morris <laughs> who put up nuts numbers last year. Did I love three level movement Went all the way up to triple a last year, he had a one six, two ERA 93 strikeouts in 61 innings and, I kind of see him as like my Josh Winder, you know, he's older, 25 years old. He's coming back from injury. He should be rehabbing pretty soon. This is a guy that you could throw into a really great rotation right now. Uh, lots of spin, uh, good fastball, but just, you know, lots of spin that he's going to put on uh, a bevy of pitches. He's just a good pick. Um, I, I guess I went the boring route when there were multiple other guys on the board, but I took a lot of my shots early, but that's why I was saying since I'm the last pick, there's, just a, a handful of great guys Gunnar hoagland is another one i talked to you eric before the show like he hasn't yeah. done anything coming off of injury but i think he's top 50 worthy so we could have kept going we could have kept going
0: we could have the the one guy that i kind of wish i had taken he's kind of like uh my version of hoagland for you and these two are actually very close to my rankings i've been a huge matt allen guy for a while i think if he was yeah, healthy sure. this is a guy that probably would have been taken much higher in this i think he's like a top 10 pitching prospect on upside alone but this is it's been an hour so we'll call it up here uh, before we go b- uh, both of you th- thanks for coming on obviously huge amount of respect for both of your works obviously if, if you people out there aren't following these two gentlemen then i don't even know what you're doing chris is that, is it the welsh james at real jr anderson just quickly guys uh let plug all, all your all the great work you guys are doing uh chris you first
2: well, if you love Carlos Colazzo, uh, just listen <laughs> to James or I. It's a Carlos. I'm actually, we were James and I were both disappointed that Eric didn't have Colazzo on this podcast because he should have. We were, James and I just laughingly both booked uh, Carlos like in the same week period. So I think a lot of good turn that you should have in there. I've been doing two prospect ones a week. Um, Monday slash Tuesday has been in a draft episode. And the Friday one is a uh, is just a prospect talk. I got Eddie Almgren on Friday, Joe Doyle from prospects live on Monday. And you know, that goes with Jim Callis and that goes with Carlos Colazzo that I've had. I'm going to, you know, you guys are going to be on the coming episodes as we prepare. And in this league.com is a Patreon. If you guys want to check out my top 500 list dynasty list ranks for draft, all that type of stuff. P 180 P's. are going to be starting back up in July. If you want to see an 80 pieces, some for prospects. So, uh, is it the Welsh and this is a place to check stuff out.
0: Awesome. James, how about you?
1: Uh, just go to roadwire.com slash try, uh, get a free trial. And um, I am basically fully focused on uh, the draft right now. I'll be putting up like a top 50 or so big board with a brief uh, analysis on, my top 50 draft prospects uh, before the draft and uh, also might do an article just kind of pinpointing some complex level uh, guys to go pick up uh, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, just follow me uh, at real Jr Anderson and uh, really enjoyed this guys. Thanks for having That's me. That's fun.
2: On. That's fun, dude. Awesome
0: stuff. Of course, from both of these gentlemen, check out all their stuff. Roto wire in this league prospect one rankings, you name it, these guys do it. Two of the most well-respected people in this industry. Thanks for coming on, guys. This was a lot of fun. That's going to wrap us up. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in again this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. You can follow Chris and I on Twitter at IamErikCross04, Chris is at Rotocleg, and our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. And check out all of our wit and work at Fantrax HQ, Fantasy Pros, or over on our Patreon, of course. And join us again next time for more fantasy baseball and prospect talk. But until then, everyone take care.